You're listening to Quick and Dirty History, the show about American history on the go. This episode of Quick and Dirty History is brought to you by Failures to Communicate. In the early 1800s, that was the easiest way to start a war. So, here we go. The British interference with American shipping and the impressment of U.S. citizens made Americans ah, pretty furious. They were also very angered by British actions in the Northwest, as settlers believed the British were stirring up Native American resistance to frontier settlements, which they were. Native Americans did, of course, have a bone to pick with American settlers, too. They continued to lose their land as settlers swarmed into Ohio and Indiana. Natives were also fed up with Jefferson's policy of converting Native Americans to Christians and forcing them to live like white settlers did. Native Americans in the Northwest and Louisiana territories wanted to hold on to their land. Tecumseh, the chief of the Shawnee, was determined to make a stand. He was able to unite several tribes of Native Americans to fight white settlers. He knew that by uniting Native American tribes, they were stronger together than apart. When Tecumseh headed south to convince the Creek Nation to join his forces, future President William Henry Harrison attacked and defeated the Shawnee people near the Tippecanoe River. This is where William Henry Harrison gained the nickname of Old Tippecanoe. After the Battle of Tippecanoe, Tecumseh and his warriors found a warm welcome with the British in Canada. This was the beginning of a new alliance between the British and Native Americans, further upsetting American settlers in the region and in Washington. Whether it was the maritime disputes or British and Native American alliances, a lot of Americans wanted war. Great Britain, however, wasn't really interested in another war with the United States. England was deeply involved in another war with France. In an attempt to avoid war with the United States, Britain announced it would no longer interfere with American shipping. As is a common theme for the time, slow mail of the day prevented the news from reaching the United States until weeks after June 18th, when Congress approved President Madison's request for a declaration of war. The War of 1812 had begun. The War of 1812 had two main phases. From 1812 to 1814, Britain concentrated on the war with France and devoted little energy to the conflict in North America. The second phase of the war, however, began after the British defeated the French in April of 1814 and could focus complete attention on the United States. The American plan of attack was to invade British-controlled Canada. But the British and the Native American allies seized Detroit before Americans could head north. Despite a small size, the United States Navy rose to the challenge in the War of 1812. American naval officers had gained valuable experience fighting pirates in the Mediterranean, and ships such as the Constitution and the United States won major naval victories, boosting the morale of all Americans. That is, except for New Englanders. In New England, trade with the British was such a huge part of the economy that the governments of Connecticut and Massachusetts took their militias out of the fighting. A real big win for the U.S. took place on Lake Erie, where Oliver Hazard Perry, badass middle name, sailed out to meet the enemy with a banner declaring, Don't give up the ship. After hours of cannon exchange and Perry's ship demolished, he grabbed his banner and jumped in a rowboat. Then he took control of another ship and destroyed the British boats, forcing the English to surrender. After the battle, Perry sent a message to General Harrison, or Old Tippecanoe. It said, We have met the enemy, and they are ours. 